0: doing something to it better than anybody ever seen
1: welcome everyone and thanks for tuning in to pro football chat with coach winks hosted by yours truly coach winks now before we get into week five q a's from social media And, of course, have this week's special former NFL guest on. I would like to let everyone know that Pro Football Chat with Coach Winks is brought to you by Freedom Entertainment. Freedom Entertainment is owned and operated by Matt Dobiyosh. If you're having a party, a wedding, a sweet 16, a work function, and want dancing, music, and a good time, DJ Matt and his staff will get your party going. You can reach him at... 320-493-5779. And don't forget to mention Pro Football Chat with Coach Winks when you text or call Matt Dobiosch at 320-493-5779 for a significant discount. Also, Pro Football Chat with Coach Winks is brought to you by Next Home Horizons. Owner and broker Ken Swenson will find you or sell you your home in the Brainerd Lakes area or surrounding cities. You can reach him at 218-232-2994. Now, before we get to this week's guest, who I will introduce in a minute here, let's talk about Week 5 in the NFL. Obviously, the most are the biggest stories unfortunately were the two key injuries by basically the two faces of the NFL and JJ Watt and Odell Beckham Jr. Um both of them had had their injuries Watt I think this is like his fifth or sixth serious surgery since you know entering the NFL so that's just sad to see when He's basically the face of the NFL and a good guy from what I've seen and everyone I've talked to. They really can't say a bad thing about the guy. He's a great team player and has really, you know, made Houston a a playoff contender. Now, a lot of people say their season is over, and you almost have to agree because he's their leader. He went down a couple years ago, I believe, or was it last year, and their team, they just basically went down the tubes the other one was Beckham the Giants are 0 and 5 already the crazy part was uh Shepard and Brandon Marshall also went down the receiving core you're 0 and 5 which means that your defense is giving up points and you have to pass the ball Eli now who the hell is he gonna throw the ball to I have no idea but that seems like a bit of a shit show up there going on in New York New Jersey wherever the hell they're playing nowadays um as far as after besides all the injuries um I t- took a look at the power rankings and I know if you listen to my preview show I mentioned the two biggest surprises to me this season was Kansas City and the Rams. Well, number 1 in the power rankings is Kansas City. Number 2 is Green Bay, which made a statement beating the Cowboys in that last minute of the fourth quarter in Dallas number three is Philadelphia which I'm not a big believer in but they're the number one in the NFC East and the Cowboys are playing like shit so I guess they're up there number four is Denver who has a great defense with Von Miller but I don't know if they contend with New England in the playoffs which is all that matters at the end of the day number five is Carolina who I thought were gonna have a great year, and then they've kind of been up and down. But they're four and one. They're number one in the NFC South, so good for them. Um, at number six, I want to mention that New England is at number six, Seattle is at number seven, and Atlanta is at number eight. Which basically, New England and Seattle are were projected by Vegas and all these odds makers to be this one of the the top two chances of making the Super Bowl and facing each other. Um, Atlanta, obviously, was in it last year, and they're still fighting to hang on. So we're almost over our th- we're a third of the season down with week five down, and a lot has happened, obviously, and it's just going to get more exciting as the NFL season goes on. Now, before we bring our this week's guest on... I got three questions on good old social media that I would like to answer for the fans and everyone tuning into the show. The first question comes from TJ Smith, a former coach of mine in the Arena Football League. He wanted to ask me, what do the Lions have to do in order to upgrade their offense? Now, coach, they're three and two, They're number two in the NFC North, owning the tiebreaker with the Vikings. But at the end of the day, and as you know this, being a coach... Good defense and good offensive line wins you games. Their offensive line is terrible. I saw the head coach, Caldwell, said he has no answers or no upgrades for his offensive line. They did mention that Stafford's going to be in the shotgun more, which will give him an extra second. But thankfully, the next four weeks look pretty decent for the Lions. This week, they're headed down to New Orleans, which is a very hostile place to play. Uh, the, the Saints fans, are, they get after it, but... Stafford and Tate have torched the Lions the past two years. Uh, Stafford last year was 30 of 42 through for 341 yards and two touchdowns. Tate had eight catches for 145. Then in 2015, Stafford was 22 of 25 for 254 and three touchdowns. Tate in the first half had six catches for 45 yards and two touchdowns. So I think being if if they can win this week they'll be four and two and they have the Steelers coming to town that's a pretty good week and then they got Green Bay and then the Browns coming to town so I think they're a good shape coach but they got to fix that offensive line what you can do in week five God only knows I guess besides I guess quote-unquote coach them up or try to find some free agents but you know, you're three and two of their number nine in the power rankings. Um, it could be a lot worse. You could play for the Bears or the Browns. Speaking of the Browns, the next question is from Michael Swanson. He asked me, what are the odds of the Browns upsetting the Texans in week six? Now the Browns are 0-5 for everyone that doesn't know that. They have a rookie quarterback out of Notre Dame, Deshaun Kaiser, who I believe was a, a middle to middle draft round pick. Um They're pulling him this week. Uh, Head coach Hugh Jackson said that he has full faith in him to be their franchise quarterback, but for right now, they're going to throw in Kevin Hogan. The thing with the Browns is they're 0-5, but they've lost three games by a total of nine points. They lost three games by three points, so obviously they're in the game. I looked at their defensive stats. They... They allow 25 points a game, which is 25th in the NFL. They're allowing, I believe, they're 19th and as far as rankings go, and passing yards allowed per game. But then they're 5th in the NFL with rushing yards allowed per game. So I think having a rookie quarterback, you have that pretty good offensive line with Joe Thomas, uh, who's I think broke every record for consecutive games played and he's had an amazing career i mean give the guy some wins for christ's sake um i don't know what else they got to do there uh th- they lost chris coleman that 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 fast wide receiver out of baylor from last year's draft they got um i just don't know what the browns have to do to kind of just get to the average point to be a competitor um like i said they lost three of the five games by three points which is they're in the game at least not getting blown out of the building. But, you know, this is the NFL where how long can people just keep watching the Browns lose and lose every year? Thank God they have the Indians and the Cavaliers. But uh, the odds, Michael Swanson, I'm going to say 20%. And that's a very, very low 20%. But good question, buddy. And our final question from social media comes from Nicholas Engelmeyer. What are my thoughts on (laughs) Ridley's great career in Minnesota? Obviously, you know, a couple weeks ago, Dalvin Cook got hurt and the Vikings signed Stephen Ridley, the former Colt Patriot. He played for a bunch of other teams, too. But a couple days ago, not everyone may know this, but the Lion or the Lions, the Vikings cut Ridley to add Michael Floyd, a former Creighton Durham Hall grad like myself, onto the active roster so he could play this week. So and if you listen to last week's show again, I will throw that out there. I said, if Steven Ridley plays, that means Murray and McKinnon went to shit. So, obviously, they're still big believers in Murray, which I'm actually a Murray fan from Oakland last year. And McKinnon does his job on third downs. So, to answer your question, what are my thoughts of his career? Um, I didn't think he could cut this damn fast, but... I. I guess I've been fooled, and they needed a roster spot. But the NFL is goofy where they'll cut someone, they'll put them on the practice squad, they'll bring it back next week. There's tons of guys in weird situations, but its I just didn't think you could cut that fast, Nick. But good question, buddy. Now, on to this week's guess. It's a little different that any kind of special teams guys get attention minus the kickers, of course, and then I guess if you have a good punter. But um, this week I got a... A former professional football player on that, I guess, really doesn't or isn't in the spotlight like you would think. He's not an offensive lineman. He's not an interior D lineman. He's actually a long snapper. Uh, his name is Kyle Stetler. I actually coached him in my first year ever in coaching at the University of Wisconsin River Falls, where I was an assistant DB coach, which I was just getting into the coaching world. So. And unfortunately, with my injuries, I don't have the best memory. But he's a great guy, and we've kept in touch throughout all the years. Um, briefly, he was a long snapper at a Division three school. Um, and then he signed in the UFL playing for the Sacramento... Uh, mountain lions I believe they're called the UFL if for those of you don't know what the UFL was the UFL was supposed to be the NFL's minor league system Um, they brought some big names in they had some big name coaches some big name players they only had five teams and they they did it in kind of markets outside of the NFL I think Omaha Nebraska had a team Uh, I think Las Vegas had a team He, he was playing out in Sacramento but anyway He got his foot in the door playing in the UFL, and actually, he made it all the way up to the New York Jets and spent some time in training camp with them. So we're going to have him on in a few minutes here, but um, I got some questions from social media we're going to ask him, but uh, it's not every day, though, you get to talk to a former NFL player, let alone a former NFL long snapper. I even have some questions for him because there were times where I was playing in the pros, where, actually, in the Arena Football League, there really was no long snapper. But when I was briefly in the NFL, I always kind of looked and wondered what the the kickers, punters, and long snappers were doing the whole time. I remember in college, they kind of just did their thing and watched and then kind of jumped in when they were two. So, I'm excited to ask Kyle about this. So, we're going to have him on in a minute here. All right. Thanks for tuning back in to Pro Football Chat with Coach, Coach Winks. Uh, we have the pleasure of having a former professional long snapper here on the show with us today. Uh, I'd like to introduce everyone to Kyle Stetler. Kyle, say hi. Hey,
0: how's it going? That's
1: Thanks my boy. For me today. Yep, no problem. Absolutely, man. So, Kyle, uh, basically every week we have a former professional football player on. We ask them questions from the social media world. So the first question I got for your buddy is from Jorgen Erickson. He wants to ask you, especially playing in the UFL, how does the travel and all the time away from your family affect you?
0: So, to be honest, when I played professionally, uh, I didn't quite have a family yet. I was 25, uh, didn't have a girlfriend or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, To be honest, uh, it it didn't really affect me much. I enjoyed it. It was a fun time. I got to go around with all all my friends, basically, and and travel across the country and play football.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, yeah, like I uh I I feel I feel you in the same boat when I played in the arena league for all those years. I didn't have any kids, didn't have a wife or anything, and you know, the, the, the team to answer your question, Jorgen, the it's more for the older vets and et cetera, but they're they're so used to it and everything. They take time away for their family and vacations and et cetera. So, you know, you know what I mean, right, Kyle? Like you know the vets Absolutely. and stuff, they know what to do. So, all right, Kyle, the next question I got for your buddy is, did you get – okay, this might be a little weird question. This is from Bill Larson. He asked, being a long snapper, do you get treated differently by any other players in the UFL or the NFL?
0: Yeah, you know what? It, it's not too out of a question. Uh, you know, being a specialist, uh, all the other players think you're kind of a weird creature to begin with. Um, <laughs> you know, you don't have as tough of a practice. You don't get hit as hard. Um, so I, I do think some of the players – uh, have a little bit of jealousy I think is what i yeah. will call it well, know, they're jealous that they don't get to hang out and, you know, we tell <laughs> jokes a lot have a lot more fun of a time I, I believe so um, you know I don't think I've ever been treated differently in a negative way uh, just you know they they give you a hard time sometimes and it's just kind of how it is because I
1: think they're just a little jealous. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I remember looking over at you guys and being like, what the hell? I'm over here sweating my ass off, (laughs) getting my ass kicked, and they're over there freaking, you know, catching a ball. (laughs) So, anyway. Absolutely,
0: but it's it's a different... Though you know it's a, it's more skilled it's it's you know you got to be perfect every single time or at least try to
1: be so absolutely um,
0: something where you practice
1: differently. I have this theory that the the best long snappers in the NFL no one's ever heard of because they've never messed up. Absolutely, <laughs> is that true? No, I agree 100 <laughs> with that. Yeah. All right. So third question comes from Zach Decker. He said, "Now I know you played tight end, right, buddy?"
0: Uh, a little bit. When, okay. When so my, uh, younger years in college. Yeah,
1: I remember. I remember. Your little career and everything and whatnot. Anyway, but uh, <laughs> um, how different is it from being like an offensive lineman or tight end compared to being a long snapper? Like blocking, is it any different? Oh, it, it's a hundred it's percent different. As a, a tight end, uh, old lineman,
0: you're you're taking a lot of different steps. You're more of a power drive, somebody off the line. Yep. Um, as a long snapper on punt, your job is to retreat and absorb a a rusher more than. You know, knock him off uh, or or drive him out of the path. Yeah. So it's the footwork's different, the mentality's different.
1: You're basically just trying to get a run over for two seconds, mm-hmm. um,
0: but get run over slowly, and then you're releasing downfield to
1: try now, to make tackle. So, now, you don't kick back like the guys to the right and left do you? Do you?
0: Nope. So uh, I mean, sometimes we'll use kind of a kick slide technique, but it's more so you're, we're trying to backpedal more than anything. So yeah. if you watch an NFL snapper on Sundays. They're using more of a. Uh, they're on their toes.
1: They're quicker. They're not as heavy footed as a like a left tackle, right tackle. Yeah, absolutely, that makes perfect sense. So I remember when I was in college, my freshman year, and they put me on the punt team, and I'd never did special teams ever a day in my life. And I remember he's right. taking me to slide, and I'd never played offensive line. I'm like, what the hell is going on right now? So yeah, that was a good question, Zach. <laughs> All right, the last one now is kind of, kind of. I know what you're doing now, but I want the fans and everyone listening to know what you're, what you're doing now. But the question comes from Dennis Peterson. He said, what career changes have you made since retiring from playing professionally? Yeah,
0: so after I was done playing professionally, I never really wanted to be done with football. I wanted to stay involved as much as I can. Absolutely. Um, I've, been, I've been coaching long snappers, you know, kind of on my own, kind of as a hobby uh, during that time. But after I was done... I developed it more into a business. Uh, it's called Special Teams University. Uh, I travel all around the U.S., and I get to work with high school, college, and NFL athletes now. Mm-hmm. Um, this last year, I had 20 uh, athletes get opportunities with the NFL. Um, nice. It's just kind of a, a great opportunity for me to stay in touch with the sport and, and be in touch with these kids that I can help develop into players that, you know, I, I never really wanted to be a long snapper. It's kind of something
1: that just happened. Yeah, But I can help these kids find a path that works for them to continue playing as long as they can yeah absolutely i've 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 followed up on your website i even bought a shirt i think anyway but uh <laughs> um my <laughs> question for you is buddy as uh like is your goal i remember when i i mean you've me and you've been in touch over the years and i've coached at different schools and stuff like are you do you kind of look for spots for kids at the high school level like either yeah, there's a juco or a four-year school like are you trying to help some of these kids that necessarily didn't get recruited but they're great long snappers Oh, absolutely. That's
0: that's like 99% of what I do right now. I I okay.
1: kids that aren't getting recruited. They they want to learn how to long snap so they continue, continue playing, whether that's at high school, college, um, and, and even the NFL level. I've had a lot of recently uh, linebackers, tight ends, reach out to yep. me, um, and they want to learn how to snap to maintain a spot on the NFL roster. Absolutely.
0: Um, an athlete, for example, right now, I, I work with one of the backup tight ends for the Tennessee Titans. Okay. He learned how to snap, and that edged out, the other guy to earn him a spot on
1: the team so he's currently with the titans as a tight end slash long snapper. absolutely that's awesome uh, yeah people don't understand that the nfl and the pro it's a business you know and it's like you have absolutely. to have every advantage you can to make this roster you know i mean i i was a practice squad guy barely on the roster in the nfl and you know it's every week you're basically you know earning that spot is it the same for a long snapper if you have a bad game well they're not going to necessarily cut you are they
0: you know, I think it depends on how long you've been there, how long you know the coaching staff. If they trust you and you just have an off day, I think you get pretty good. Uh, they're pretty lenient with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're a new guy and you screw up a couple times, they're going to get rid of you. Yeah. Uh, there's so many great free agents out on the market right now and, and always are uh, that they can bring in somebody new anytime to replace yeah. the spot.
1: Absolutely. Is there a lot of turnover? and like So obviously I know you've been, so the fans and everyone that doesn't know, every year Kyle is basically getting the college, the best college long snappers, more of a chance or basically keeping them going in long snapping so they get a better chance in the NFL if and when the NFL team does call. Now, is there a lot of turnover as far as long snappers go in the NFL? Like what's, I mean, that's a weird question, I guess. But like how no, many guys... It's okay. Um, how many guys? So I
0: guess it depends year to year. like how many teams are are needing the guy? It really depends on how old the snapper is, how much you're getting paid. Yeah, uh, if there's any injuries. I would say every year, there's a one to two spots that are legitimately open. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that last year there was a couple more than than normal. okay,
1: but you know it's it's tough for guys to get in. It's a tough business, Absolutely. There's only thirty two jobs in the entire world. yep, um, at the professional level. so,
0: um, it is tough. There's there's not a ton of turnover, but when there is, it's very competitive. So, Absolutely. Um, every year, I, I help college guys out. I mean, uh, you know, try to make it in the NFL. I never make promises, but I, I just promise them that I'll help them get as good as they can. And if somebody takes notice, you know, you
1: kind of have to just cross your fingers and. Absolutely. And and just hope that somebody will look at you. I, I, have told a lot of kids I've coached at the college level and et cetera, different, different colleges, different levels, even NAI division two D three. And, and we, I've, I've coached some great guys and I, I tell them, you know, the NFL it's, it's obviously it's a business, but it's also, it's, it's almost like winning the lottery in the sense that, you know, if you get that chance, you have to succeed, you know? A lot of kids absolutely. don't get that. You know, they think, oh, I played at a small school. Like, no, if you're a diamond in the rough, they're going to find you. But when you get that chance, you better show it. Because if you don't, they're just going to kick you to the curb and get the next best thing, you know? There's always somebody out there that's working just as hard as
0: you, and it's just as good as you, and, and they're going to go find whoever that is. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I agree 100%
1: with that. Absolutely. Anyway, Kyle, so what is the website for Special Teams U so the fans and everyone gets out there can check it out?
0: Absolutely. They can check it out at special-teams-university.com. All right. Um, I got a store. They can get t-shirts, whatever they want, yeah. um, and support their their long snappers.
1: Absolutely. Okay. And then uh, what's your Twitter handler, buddy?
0: It's at specialteamsu.
1: All right. Awesome. Anyway, thanks so much, Kyle, for having on, buddy. And uh, we appreciate your honesty and et cetera. And good luck this season. And obviously, me and you will be in touch. And uh, thanks a lot, man. Have a good one.
0: For sure. Yeah. Thanks for having me on.
1: Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. I want to thank Kyle Stetler again for coming on. I want everyone to go check out his website, Special Teams University, as well as go follow him on Twitter, Special Teams U. I would like to thank my sponsors, Freedom Entertainment and Next Home Horizons. And next week, we will have another former NFL player on. And just thanks again for listening. And I can't wait to do next week's show. P-S-L-Y-K.